Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm Candace Campos. And I'm Lisa Bell. Our guest today is a Florida native and a private chef. Now, some of his clients have included people like Sir Paul McCartney. You may have heard of him before. I think so. As well as the Rolling Stones. He also works with local kids in our community, specifically at the Paramore Kids Zone. Yes, Savaris Allen from Kitchen Savior is joining us now. Thank you so much for joining us, Chef. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so very much. Hey, we are so happy to have you here, especially especially because you brought <laughs> some special treats with you that just smell amazing. So We wish we had smell-o-vision like we always we, say. We really do. We really do. Before we get into things, tell us what you brought today. Um, I made a cornbread waffle. It's actually a garlic and herb cornbread waffle, a little pulled pork, and a uh, purple cabbage slaw to go on top, and then we just kind of fancied it up a little bit and drizzled some barbecue sauce over the top of it. This looks amazing. Where did you get... How, why did you decide to pair this with waffles instead of a bun? <laughs> okay, so, you know, chicken and waffles is pretty, a pretty right? popular dish. Yeah. But I like, I'm more of a barbecue person. So, you know, what way could you, or anybody for that matter, kind of bring in a different kind of bread or anything with your barbecue as opposed to a bun or a uh-huh, piece of bread? So right. I'm like, yeah, waffles might work. And usually if you get barbecue, you, you know, get a piece of cornbread depending on where you go, but just some type of bread. So I was playing around the kitchen one day, and I was like, oh. I told my wife, I was like, hey, I'm going to try this. She didn't think it sounded too good at first, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And then I got in there, and I kind of I made the first waffle to kind of test it out. And I was like, okay, it's cornbread. So uh-huh. it tasted like cornbread. It was just in a waffle form. And pulled pork is pulled pork. And kind of need something to kind of bite through all of the heavy. So I was like, okay, a nice little vinegary slaw might, might go on top of it. So we tasted it first, kind of like small bits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's see what it looks like if I plate it. And so I made her a plate. She goes, ah, it looks okay. And then my son, who likes food, he's seven years old. He's like, Dad, that looks, looks like a mess. <laughs> Can't and, say the darn Well, I mean, he, he, he's, a, he's a very honest kid, but he's like, that looks like a mess. I was like, well, you know, Sean tasted it. So he, he's like, no, Dad, it's, it's, it's a good mess. It tastes really, really good. And it worked at my house, so I decided to try for a client. And so when I did it, they were like, you know, kind of skeptical, like, why would you do a waffle? Hey, just, just eat it. And then, like, you know, the, the other two people, they ate and they go, you know what, you might be onto something here. And so when I knew I was coming here today, I was like, oh, what can I make that's kind of quick, kind of off the, off the scale a little bit and see if, see if you guys are kind of paying attention to it. But it's, you know, it's that. Oh, we're paying attention, all right. I love me some waffles. Yeah. I love me some pork. I love me some slaw. <laughs> and I love me some barbecue sauce. So there we go. You know how to talk to my heart. Right? <laughs> so you born and raised here in Florida, Palatka? Palatka, Florida. Yes, ma'am. Born and raised. Uh, it's where I call home. That's where I, you know, essentially learned how to cook. My grandmother is, uh, I say, who kind of, you know, taught me the ropes a little bit. When I was like probably like eight years old, kind of going to kitchen with her. She likes Savaris. Watch the pots. Don't let my food burn. <laughs> so, so you know, you'd have to, you know, either either sit at the dining room table and legitimately watch the pots uh-huh. go peek at them or go turn something in a pot or whatever. Um, but that's kind of where I kind of got my love for food is cooking in the kitchen with her. And plus, you know, 
been a large-sized person my whole life. So, you know, being a large-sized person, I figure, you know, might want to learn how to feed yourself at some point. So <laughs> we had to get in there and, you know, get it, get it how we live, as they say. I love that. And I love that, you know, she told you, don't be burning her food now. And to this day, I do not burn food. <laughs> Step number one by being a chef, don't burn the food. Do not burn the food. And it's interesting because a lot of people, I think parents especially, try to bring their kids into the kitchen to teach them the love of cooking. Yes. Um, but not all kids like it. You always loved it, though. Yes, yes. Always loved it. And even, you know, now, my two boys, well, I have three boys. But I have a one-year-old, a four-year-old, and a seven-year-old. Wow. And my seven- and four-year-old, they love to be in the kitchen, like That's love. Awesome. They love to eat too, but they love to be in the kitchen. They're like, if I'm standing there, Dad, what are we having for dinner? Can we help you make it? And they're like, you know, they're a little bit of a food snobs. Yeah. They don't just want to make regular stuff. Like, hey, Dad, let's just make some, you know, let's make a salad, let's make a sandwich. It's like, no, let's make strawberry mousse. Can oh. we? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Course, what? Yes. What? Yeah. Like, let's yes. make strawberry mousse. Can we make? Let's make hush puppies. Let's do this. Can we do this? So it's like, you know, they get it all from. They watch a lot of. Uh, Master Chef Junior and all that kind of stuff. They will sit and watch it religiously. Mm-hmm. Sit there and just watch it, episode by episode. So they're they're heavy into it too. So how did you go from just cooking in your family kitchen to actually making a career out of this? Oh, that was it. Because I I've you know I've probably been a professional chef 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was we were I was getting ready to get laid off from a job. They had, you know did us a favor and told us, hey guys, at this particular point we're gonna lay you guys off. So you know I was newly engaged. And right around the time I was getting laid off was a, probably about a month or so before I was supposed to get married. Oof. So my wife, well, she's my wife now, she goes, you should look into going to culinary school. I'm like, well, why would I do that? Like, I, I already know how to cook. Well, no, no, not even that. I was cooking, <laughs> cooking was a legitimate hobby. Like, I did yeah. it, the, de-stress, the de-stress kind of, when mm-hmm. I come home, like, it was, it was fun. Yeah. And, you know, usually you don't do fun stuff for your profession. And when you were laid off, were you working in the food industry? No, 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 okay. no, no. This, I, okay. this is, everything was brand new. So, like, yeah. she was like, you should just look into it. And so, I, you know... One of the few times I can honestly say I listened to her. <laughs> um, I looked into looked into a few schools. I looked into Valencia, and then I, back in that time, uh, Le Cordon Bleu was here, uh-huh. and I went on a visit to Le Cordon Bleu, and I, you know, talked to the people there, and they took me on a tour, and I fell in love with the campus and the people there, and the rest, as they say, is history. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> there's so many people who say, "Oh, you don't need to go to culinary yeah. school." Yeah. You, okay. I'm one of those people. No, because they had a, they had a thing about it a few years ago, and the uh, Orlando Sentinel about is it, is it worth the money? And me personally, I felt like it was because my what I've done in my career has paid for my education yeah. tenfold. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's more so about getting the proper education as opposed to just kind of going in somewhere and learning with somebody who's been there 20 years and who probably doesn't have a culinary you know piece of paper anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've been doing this 20 years. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, when you go to school, they teach you. Proper ways they teach you how to, you know, just like if you guys went to college, they teach you how to speak when you're in front of a mm-hmm. camera, just like they teach us how to properly dice, mints, julienne, all of that good stuff. So it's good to have the actual knowledge of the things that you're actually doing once you get out there into the field. The full science of yes. it behind yes. it. Right. Yes. You were yes. saying, yes. I'm trying to cut this with this, with vinegar, and right. you you learn kind yes. of the, the yes. pyramid yes. Yes. Of, of, of cooking. Yes, yes, yes. I had, I've had quite a few chefs in my time kind of, you know, burn certain things into my memory because they, you know, different chefs have different palates and they want to make sure that, you know, if you're cooking their food, if you're, they're, you know, if you're under their tutelage, mm-hmm. that you have to be able to do what they want you to do. So what I've been able to do over the years that I've been cooking is take a little bit from each chef and kind of, you know, bring it, bring it into my own, if you will. So after culinary school, where did you go? There, actually, during culinary school, I, got, I started culinary school, I think it was like j- late June, early July of 2011. 
And I got my first culinary job at Disney in September. It's like September 18th. So you just dove right into it. Well, yeah. I, had, I, had no ch- I had no choice. I didn't really want to, but I had no choice because a couple of the students, we had gotten pretty close. And everybody's like, oh, we're going to go and apply at like, you know, SeaWorld, whatever, whatever. So I didn't want to work at SeaWorld. No disrespect to SeaWorld, but it was like, it was like Disney. So I was like, they get in the park for free if you work with this. Let me, <laughs> let me go and apply work there. So I got, I got my job there, and that's where my, my legitimate... Man culinary like journey started because working there you get to work with you know different different chefs they're yeah. from all over the world and like you know you're, you're gonna learn not just you know american cooking you're gonna learn you know everything up under the sun it's gonna be different techniques to meet chefs so that was at the yacht and beach club where, yes yeah you started working yes. but you also had the opportunity which is kind of surprising to me to help develop some of the menu there which you think you go into like a big company and they're just going to tell you this is what you have to do. I I remember that day like it was yesterday because I was we were on break me and another co-worker and one of the sous chefs come he comes outside he goes hey Savaris come here I need you to do me a favor now I'm bottom of the totem pole and I'm not even fully confident in myself as a chef like Mm -hmm. I'm not like I'm not you know I don't I I still don't know if I want to do this for a living (laughs) and so he goes hey listen we're doing a soul food menu and I need you to sit down and write it. Wow. And I look at him like, dude, who? Me? Yeah, like, get out of my face, bro. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, all I want you to do is sit at the table, think about when growing up, think about the food that your grandmother, your mom would cook on a Sunday, uh-huh. put it down. Ooh. And I'm like, that's a bunch of stuff, chef. So <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. Just he's write everything down. So I wrote everything down and he kind of helped me kind of piece it together, like make it, but like we created. He caught, I think he called it Soul of a Nation or something wow. like that. But yeah, we, we, we wrote that. We wrote that. I, I, he said I wrote it, but it was it was a it was a joint effort. Uh-huh. And what were some of the things on that menu? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. protein-wise, we did we had fried fish, we had fried chicken, we had pot roast, we had lemon meringue pie, peach cobbler, mac and cheese, oh, oh, hop and john, mm-hmm. which is like a black eyed pea kind of kind of dish, the collard greens. It was it was a ton of stuff. And then did you also have to teach everyone there how to make all of this? Teach? No, because like I said, you have people that have been there for 20 plus years that have been cooking long as I'm yeah. alive. So I didn't really have to teach anybody anything, but he had me, over, like when we did the menu for the first time, he had me oversee everything to make sure it was like I wanted it to be. Right. Authentic. Which I, which yeah. I still thought was crazy because I'm like, you know, here I am, 20, was it 25, 26, wow. and I'm trying to tell this 50-year-old <laughs> but, you know, he's been frying chicken right. just as long as I've been alive. Why, how am I going to tell him how to do it? But yeah. he's like, he's like, Savar, just make sure it's, it looks like it's supposed to. Because, like, uh-huh. you know, when we go out here to tell the client about the menu, we're going to say your name. So if it sucks, it's on <laughs> you, buddy. So. I mean, did you, is that your final moment? Because you, you know, you keep saying it. I just started. I wasn't sure. I'm not. Is that the moment where you were like, okay, okay I've made it. I've made it? No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because see, at, at that time, it was just it's it's you know it's it's surface. There's no no real. I didn't really do anything. You know, I kind of came up with an idea, wrote it down, and somebody else kind of executed it. But you know, that's difficult. Not everyone can do that. That's that's a that's a gift. You re- you realize that stuff after the fact, and like later <laughs> on at the moment, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. But like my my defining culinary moment was when it was it was at Yacht Beach. They had um at a party for I think it was a couple hundred people, and it was a barbecue party. And this is this is this may even tie into this. I don't know, but the chef assistant who was in charge of the party, he did all of the food, and I remember we took the the food to the party, but nobody ate anything, like nothing. They they didn't eat anything. Okay, that's (laughs) that's not good, right? Yeah. And you know, me being the young person that I was back then, I kind of I kind of poked fun at the guy, like, hey, you know. Kind of sucks. (laughs) How make you feel? But like, you know, he got kind of. He's like, well, next time we do a party. 
you 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 do everything. Mm. Okay. And okay. found out later that it was it was a total setup because I'm like you know like yeah I'll, yeah I'll do whatever whatever. And so the sous chef. He was like, hey, man, listen, you just agreed to that. We got party like a week and a half. It's 1,100 people. No. <laughs> and it's exactly, that was my, no. Like, it's exactly, he was like, yeah, so, you know. And I, at that time, I've done anything to barbecue. Nothing. I didn't know how to do anything. It was just, you know, all right, cool. You pour something out of a bottle. You pull something out of a bag and boom, boom, boom. They was like, no, nah, you got to do everything from scratch. So I legitimately touched every protein, every vegetable, everything. So we baked beans, ribs. Chicken, mac and cheese, all of that stuff, scratch. Barbecue sauce is scratch, like gallons upon gallons of barbecue sauce. And I knew I had made it because when they put the food out and the party was over, we had zero food. Oh, wow. Like none. Winner. (laughs) So (laughs) at that point, I remember the executive chef was like, hey, so that barbecue rub you make, we're going to keep that on hand. And so you're going to make that every so because we're going to keep it. We're going to use it every time we do barbecue. And um, I, have a, I have a picture on my phone on the order form. It says Savaris Barbecue Rub, and it had it listed. I didn't give them the entire recipe. I had a couple of the ingredients <laughs> of what consisted of the barbecue rub. But yeah, that was when I was like, okay, wow. cool, I can do this. Yeah. And so what did your mother and grandmother think of this when a lot of it is just everything that they taught you is now leading to all of this huge <laughs> success? Here is their basically Sunday night menu on the menu at Disney. <laughs> Well, my, my my grandmother had she she had passed before she got to see any of this uh, in person, but I I I'm pretty sure she's seen it because I I feel her pretty much mm-hmm. a lot of the time when I cook, mm-hmm. and a lot of those foods that was on that menu, I can't cook because if I do, I'm just gonna cry the whole time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But funny thing about my mom, my mom didn't think I could cook for like the longest. Um, like after I went to culinary school, sure, but before <laughs> when it was a hobby, she would she would drive up. We'll drive down from Black and bring me food almost every other weekend. And my girlfriend at the time, who was not my wife, she was like, um, does your mom know you can cook? <laughs> no, she doesn't. And if you tell her, she's going to quit coming. That's true. So please oh. don't tell her. So she didn't listen to right. me. And she told my mom and my oh, mom quit wow. coming. But it's gotten to the point that where now my mom, you know, she'll call, hey, Savaris, how did you make whatever, whatever. And like, was it two weeks ago? She was at the house, and she, I, was, I made fry breads, just like this little go to Taco Bell, like a gordita, like the little mm-hmm. bread that they wrap the gorditas in, something like that. But it's mm-hmm. it's similar. And I was like, yo, you could do this. You could do pizzas with this. You can do, you know, whatever, whatever. And so she's like, well, how do you make them? So I said, it takes like five minutes. So I do it. She goes, oh, I'm making these in two days. And two days later, she, hey, I'm doing them right now. She sends me the picture. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I felt I felt accomplished because I'm like, yeah. okay, my mom don't ask me anything about food because <laughs> we go back and forth all the time about who's the better cook, mm-hmm. you know, if, am I or is she? I say that I am, but I I, I know that certain things mm-hmm. I can't I can't hold a candle to. If it. you ever have a cook off with her, we want to be <laughs> like, sign us up, sign us up. Funny, c- cool thing about my mom's food is that like you know she she's legitimately self taught, but like she my mom can cook. Anything. Uh-huh. Like she did the food for my wife and I's uh, rehearsal dinner, mm. and even like to this day, like people still talk That's about right. how good the food was at my rehearsal that that my mom made. Well, you didn't stop there. So you went from Disney's Yacht Beach Club. <laughs> I mean, we did. We mentioned a couple of just famous. Right. Right. How do you people? go from working at Disney yes. to then serving Sir Paul McCartney? I did. Or I did all of that. Stones? I did all of that pretty much. I think I was still working at Disney because what happened was there was a there was a. Um, uh, company untouchables catering uh eric john yanton is he's the owner of the, of the company he was he went he uh called the cordon bleu and was like hey i need a couple people to come and help me 
to, you know, this actually, this was before that. This is the Republican National Convention in 2012 is how I got linked up with this guy. He called and they gave him my phone number. And he calls me and I hung up on him the first time. He's like, hey, is this Savaris Talent? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, my name is uh, Chef Eric. I'm with Untouchables Cater. I need your help to come and cook at the Republican National Convention. And I hung up. I'm like, who the heck is this guy? You know. Click. Yeah. So I call, I, he calls back and he's like, no, no, no. They said that you know, you'd be able to help. I need five people. They said you'd be able to whatever, whatever. So I'm like, I can't, I can't help you like that, bro. I'm only one person. So he's like, do you know anybody else with your skill set? So I got a friend of mine and we, and we go. And um, we go from being volunteers to like he put me in charge of his hot kitchen and he put her in charge of his cold kitchen. And we were there, what, a week, roughly 15, 18 hours a day. Wow. And so he told me, he's like, hey, man, I do a lot of big concerts in the state. Whenever I have anything big, I'm calling you. So. <laughs> but, not, that is awesome. Listen, at, by this time, I'm okay. I know I'm good. Uh-huh. Before he was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay, bet. He's going he's gonna to call me. But someone tells you they're going to call you. You don't expect them to really call you. Right. He legitimately calls. And he was like, hey, I got the Rolling Stones. Uh, they're going to be at, uh, what was it called at the time? It wasn't called. Airboy? No, no, no. It wasn't the, the football field. The Citrus Bowl? Yeah, it was that. You're making me go back several I'm, times. I'm, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm trying to, yeah. So <laughs> they were there. Yeah. That big that big thing right, here in yes. Orlando. They were yeah. there, and he's like, yeah, you want to come? He's like, so he's like, when you get here, we're going to put you in charge of like actually cooking for the band and like making sure the band, you know, you're going to create your own team, but you're ultimately going to feed the Stones. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we get there, we do it. It was it was rough. It was real, real rough. But we, I got I got a couple volunteers from the Cordon Blue to come out. Got a couple of the chefs to come out, and we uh, and, and they gave them tickets to the concert, so they got to see wow. the Stones and all that good stuff too. And um, the last day there, he was like, "Hey man, listen, they they liked your stuff so much. You think you want to come, you know, to another city with us?" Oh my. Now you're on the tour bus. And I'm you're like, a groupie. And I'm like, awesome. I'm like, I'm like, you serious? He goes, yeah. He's like, well, I was like, where's the next city? Is it in Florida? He goes, no, it's in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> I was like, you were, like, my wife was pregnant at the time. Like, <laughs> dude, at any moment. So I was like, hey, listen, um, do you mind if I go? <laughs> I was like, I might be gone a, a week if I'm gone. And like, she goes, if I have this baby while you're gone. <laughs> you're not going to hear the so end of it. Right? So, yeah. I go and it was it was it was freaking amazing. I love how you still went. <laughs> you yeah, know, if I had this baby, because she told me that I could go. I was like, okay. I was like "Are you sure?" She's like, was it your first baby? Yes, it's my, oh, wow. my okay. first. Yeah, first baby. <laughs> 20, yeah, 20, 2015. This okay. yeah, this all happened in like June, July, and so I go. And the cool thing about it was we got to stay in the same hotel as the Stones. We got to do a lot of stuff. I don't think regular people get to do. At a what was that like? Was there a hotel like surrounded by groupies? Were people trying to get in? Well, they're, they're older gentlemen, so that was it wasn't. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't too too crazy. Yeah. But the, the the thing about it was like I remember uh, uh, one night we we got done. You know they were rehearsing or something. We got done. We got back to the hotel, and me and a couple of the guys we just you know we're dirty. Like we're just food everywhere. So there's like oh let's go let's go get some drinks whatever. So they go and get drinks from like a convenience store that was like up the street. We go back and we go now this is a five star. Establishment and we're dressed like we don't belong in a five star establishment. And so we walk right out, they have like a patio, like balcony type thing, and it was like this, this lake or something. So, it, you know, we didn't know that it was like, you know, plush like that. So we go, we're dirty, we sit at the tables, we just throw, kick our feet up, you know, throw our drinks down, we're sitting there. And the manager comes, he goes, Excuse me, gentlemen, you guys have to leave. I go, Leave where? He goes, Leave the hotel. He's like, You're not allowed any outside beverage, you're not allowed this, 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 this. 
I call, I call Eric. Hey, hey, man, listen, they they just kicked us out of the hotel. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? He's like, show him your badge, show him your badge. So I pull my badge. I said, like, oh man, we with we with we with the Rolling Stones, sir. Oh, I'm sorry, gentlemen, you guys carry on. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Listen, <laughs> you got to use listen, that one. Listen, I was I was I was so, I was so taken aback by it because I had never had anything like that happen right. before. And I was like, so we literally just broke a rule. But you're like, yeah, you're with the Stones, bro. You're good. Go yeah. ahead. Do your thing. It's okay. Everybody, don't worry about it. Carry what, on. Right. What great stories right. to have. And no to tell kidding. your kids. And just... Listen, it's I, and I have a bunch of those, man, just because I feel like I've lived a very charmed culinary life because I've, like mm-hmm. I said, I've only been cooking 12, 13 years, and I've done way more in that 12 yeah. or 13 than most people have done, you know. In a lifetime. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you're, and you're paying it forward at the Paramore Kids Zone. Listen, I, um, I lucked into that also. Um... I don't know who's gonna see this, but it's all about who you know and not what you know. Because I don't, I don't feel like I know enough to be like to you know to 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 do all the things that I've done. The inf- I kind of you know I get the information as I go. But with the Paramore Kids Zone thing, buddy of mine, um, I'm gonna say his name just because he's my best friend. He's the best man of my wedding. Um, Mr. Joseph Caesar. He called me. He goes, Hey man, listen, I want to get these kids some cooking lessons, mm-hmm. and I want you the one. I want you to be the one to do it. And I'm like, Joe, I don't <sighs> me. Cause I'm I'm a little rough around the edges, and I'm I like to have fun. I'm I'm, I'm a big kid also, so it was like he's like, no, 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 I want you to be the one to do it. And so we kind of you know talked a little bit about it, and you know, it was it was very very humbling to be in a place because like the kids that I that I that I serve, and I say I served them because that's exactly what I do. Um, I, I it was like I was it was me when I was you know because it's was it twelve. 11 and 12, 6th and 7th graders, or 7th and 8th graders, I'm sorry, 7th and 8th graders, I got like 15, 18 kids, but, you know, at that age... 7th and 8th graders? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. Well, and you know, at that age, you kind of think you know everything, you don't necessarily want to listen, it's, you know, they're... And you're not bringing, like, a video game to them, you're bringing them nah, cooking. Right, yeah. so... <laughs> they got to work. So yeah. we started, and... And and it's and it's my fault, I haven't probably taught them nearly as much as I probably could have, but it's just it's just been... One of those situations where, like, I don't want to, I don't want to see them fail at anything, and I don't want them to do anything. Because at that age, you know, you make a mistake, the world is over, and you don't want to try it anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it. So I've been, I've been kind of coddling them a little bit, yeah. but it's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it to the, to the, to the full fledged point of me being a legit, like, you're not Gordon Ramsay, but like yes, a little chef. bit, yeah. yes, yeah, yes, but chef. the kids I have, they're legitimately interested in food. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, you know, into weird stuff, but they're, they're into food. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's it's rewarding. It's very very rewarding because like you know when you when I come in and they're like okay what are we doing today, or what are we gonna eat today. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where like, I definitely it's it's a it probably ranks very very high up on the list of things that I've done in my culinary career. It's probably it's probably top top two or three. It is a wonderful thing to introduce uh, young kids to the art of cooking and the importance of nutrition and food and how you can take something from, you know, a carrot or whatever and make it into something beautiful and nutritious. And that a lot of kids are never exposed to stuff like that. And, yeah, and a lot of them, yeah. yeah, seriously, they're not. And the thing is, you know, they're, and they're not, they don't like something because they haven't been exposed to it. Right. That's usually the situation because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't, we don't eat that. We right. don't have that here. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, once you leave wherever you're at right now, they're going to have it mm-hmm. wherever you're going. So you may as well familiarize yourself with it. Mm-hmm. That way you're not looking, you know, yeah, totally odd when it, when, when it presents itself to you. And showing them that there is this whole 
whole career path out there, right. you know, where you can do so many cool things. And that's and that's the other thing that what I like about what I'm doing with them and just and just speaking in general because I used to go and speak to um, to uh, the kids at, at the Cordon Bleu also because it's you know it's, it's making a little serious real quick. <laughs> Because when it when it comes to like you know African American males, either you're you know some type of entertainer or you're a ball player of some sort, and like you know kids really don't know any other success outside of that. So for me to be a chef and to be you know what some would call a very successful chef, and to show them that hey man, look, I pretty much grew up how you grew up. You know situations are almost identical. Not to say I made it, but I got to a certain you point. You made it. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're- yeah. But I got to a certain point to where, like, you know, I was, I, I am able to now, you know, show somebody the ropes or yes. give them a little bit of, yes. you know, as they say, game on yes. how to get themselves from, from over here to over here. And that's so important for everyone, you know, to, to figure out, okay, well, how can I go from, you know, being someone who may like to cook in my kitchen to actually having a career? So. And the thing about that is most people would tell you, oh, I don't know how to cook. Yeah. Cooking is one of the easiest things a person could do. The one thing that you need to for you to say. See, the thing about it is, if you guys are saying, like, oh, you either you don't do it that well and you can't, it's probably because you guys lack patience. I would agree with that. And patience is... <laughs> you is, know it's so well. <laughs> and patience is one thing that you legitimately need to cook because if it takes five minutes, it takes five minutes. Yes. Don't do three. Don't do two. It takes five. Just, you know, you have to pace yourself and you kind of have to want to do it. And right. you have to, just like with anything, you have to, you know, you have to find that one or that why. Because if you don't have that, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be successful at it. You have to it. want it to be excellent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to hear the story about Sir Paul McCartney, though. How did you come into contact with him? Same, same situation. Uh, Untouchables Catering. I can't, I, can't, I can't say that company's name enough or say uh, Eric's name enough because legitimately in the beginning of my career, anything big that I did had something to do with him. Um, but it was a it was a one day thing. He did a concert in Tampa at the Amelie Arena, and uh, it was geez. He called me at like eight o'clock in the morning. He was like, "Hey man, can you get over here by like you know one?" You're like, "What?" Well, he said, get, "Well, he said get there by one," and I was like, "All right, well, what are we what are we doing?" And he goes, "Oh, we got Paul McCartney, and uh-huh. uh, we just because I guess he got the call late to come over because he doesn't live in Tampa. He lives kind of I forget where Eric lives, but it's out in the middle of nowhere somewhere. He has a farm." But um, he's like, yeah, I need you to get over here. I'm like, all right, cool. So I asked my wife, hey, can I, <laughs> you, mind if, you mind if I go do this? I promise I'll be back. She wasn't pregnant. No, no, she no, no, no. Okay. She wasn't pregnant. She's like, she like, no, no, okay, you can go, but just you have to be back same night. Okay. No problem. So I go. So I call him. like, hey, man, I'm on the way. He goes, hey, before you get here, well, you know, you know, uh, Sir Paul's, I think he's like a vegan or whatever the heck it is. He's like, so, you know. No animal product, nothing. You know, if you have a leather wallet, leave it in the car. If you have on a belt, you know, pick another one. Like, you know, shoes. Like, wear like, you know, like, she's like, because they will, they will turn you away. Right. So you had to leave your leather chaps at home. Listen, <laughs> listen, I had to had to leave them at the house. I, I think I might have left me the trunk, but no. So I get there, and it was legit. It was like, you know, he had like crazy security, and that whole animal print thing. It was serious because as I was walking up to go into the place, they was walking three dudes out. Wow. Whoa. But, you know, and the thing, the crazy thing is he brought chefs with him. So they were like, they had to have been from the UK because they had ac- accents like they were over <laughs> But he's, you know, so we cooked everything vegan and vegetarian, like tons and tons of stuff. And it was more so, you know, like I was, I was helping. But we, you know, he walked through, thanked everybody, you know, hey guys, That's thank great. you so very much. And, uh, 
nice guy, yeah. but it was like, you know, I was like, okay, cool now. How do I explain this to people? Because right. like, who's gonna believe that? Like, you know, you know, oh yeah, but Paul McCartney, yeah, but yeah, you know, you know, it's yeah. 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 yeah, but it's it's like I said, it's one of those situations where like you know, it could have been anybody, and I just wow. felt like like I said, I feel it's, wow. it's I've, I've lived a very very charmed culinary life because like I said, it's you know, it's situations mm-hmm. like that to where like you know. Most people can't say that they've done something like that. Yeah, well, you, it seems like you don't turn away an opportunity. You know, a challenge, you, you, take, that, you take that challenge on. I try, I try not to yeah. because every every opportunity usually leads to another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to, like, my profession. But, my outside life is, I live in a gray area. Um, <laughs> and my wife hates that. But, like, when it comes to what I, like this, it has, it, there's, it's black and white. It's right or wrong, mm-hmm. and that's how I do it. And every opportunity, I'm like, okay, cool. You're going to get 100% the best of me, point blank, period. And if it's not, you know, if my best isn't your best, please tell me what your best is, and I'll do that. Wow. So right now, people can hire you for special events, Kitchen private savior. parties, and that's what you're specializing in in Central Florida. And Unless you're with the Rolling Stones and you travel. <laughs> yeah, can you pencil us in? And meal prep. At the current moment, I got a website being built because I, mm-hmm. I was telling... Uh, I was telling Tiffany that I've, I've been trying not to publicize myself because everything I've done so far has been word of mouth. Yeah. Um, I have Instagram, I have Facebook, Kits and Savior for both. Um, but I try to, you know, try to stay low key because, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's not that it's not that I'm afraid of the notoriety. I just feel like for for me, any notoriety that I get, I have to tell somebody else about who helped me get to that particular mm-hmm. point. Because I feel like nothing I do is solely 100% me. Where did the name Kitchen Savior come from? <sighs> okay, so that, that, that's, that's, that's a good story. It was, I was, because um, the whole point of me going to culinary school was for me to own my own business. I never really want to work for anybody, mm-hmm. um, like in a restaurant. I, I mean, I have, but the point was to go learn how to cook, be a personal chef. You know, that was around the whole Food Network star times. That's how mm-hmm. everybody was trying to be a famous chef. So I was like, okay, cool. What kind of name could I give myself? And I'm a, I'm a, I don't market myself as a faith-based business, but I'm 100% in, in the Christian faith, 100%. I believe in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ a million percent. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm praying like, God, please, like, give, give me something. And what does he do? My wife walks in the room. Of course she does. Hey, um, I know you're thinking, <laughs> thinking of names for your business. I think it should have something to do with our initials. And I'm like, why would, you're not even going to be doing anything. Why are you? <laughs> and so we had this insignia when we got married. It was like K and S. I'm something like, okay, cool. If it's a K, because my wife's name is Kim. And I was like, if it's a K, okay, kitchen has to be the first name. Because what else am I going to put? Yeah, kangaroo. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So I write down kitchen. And I, I forget a bunch of the names I put with S, but none of them made sense. And like the very last name I wrote was like Savior. So I wrote it. I'm like, ah, kitchen size. Like, but I kind of has a nice little ring to it. Uh-huh. And so I, I call it, because this is like at midnight, like legit. It's like, nobody should be up. So we're up. And I'm like, yo, what do you, what do you think of this? She goes, I like it. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not just going to go off of you. <laughs> and it's like, like I said, it's a little after midnight, so I've, I've randomly text 20 of my friends. Hey, listen, I just came up with a boo. What do like you think of that friend. <laughs> at, at that time, I was like, I liked it. So I wanted, I wanted legit mm-hmm. confirmation. I didn't want to sleep on it. And so I, you know... Like 20 some odd people, out of those 20 some odd people, believe it or not, like 15 to 16 of them actually got back with me immediately. Half of them hated it, half of them liked it. I'm like, okay, cool. Out of the people that hated it, who do I really like or care about their yeah, opinion? Yeah, there you go. 
And I didn't feel it. I'm like, okay, cool. So we went with it, and it's it's been it's been it. And every time now that someone sees it, and they see my logo, and they say, like, oh man, that's amazing, yeah. And, 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 it, and initially it'll start a conversation. Like, oh, are you are you a Christian? Are you are you a believer? And you know, yes, yeah. yes, I am. And I just so happen to do food. But there's your story. Can we try this? Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, where can people find you if they're interested in meal prep, if they're interested in personal chef? Uh, Kitchen Savior on Facebook, K-I-T-C-H-E-N-S-A-V-I-R. Oh, man, um, I'm so excited for this. They'll see the logo when it pops up. Same on IG. I am on both of those entities regularly, so you're more than likely going to hear from me immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if we have a party and we'd like... No, when you say we. Yeah. Lisa and I are hosting a party. So, I mean, yeah, is there a size limit for or minimum, maximum requirement? At the, at the moment, because yeah. I'm a one-man wrecking crew, uh-huh. I need, I need mm-hmm. to try to cap it at like 100, 150 okay. people. Oh, no, um, I don't have 150 people. No, if it's small, if it's smaller, then yeah. 150 but yeah. people. But no, no, no. Um, oh, my gosh, this looks so good. Yeah, then, you know, email is mm-hmm. chefsavaris at gmail.com. I have a website coming that's in the works, so you guys Cheers. will be... Cheers. <laughs> she got the full bite. Let's see. Mm. That is amazing. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I love the two sauces. <laughs> That's like a Carolina sauce, yes. isn't it? Yes. Which is like the more vinegar, yes. mustard type base. Mm-hmm. I've got to go back for more. Have some of that sauce. So, mm. when you come up with new concepts, are your children, your wife, your guinea pig, who, who yeah. tells you, you know what, this is great mm. or... My, my wife and my children are my guinea pigs. They're the okay. only people who have seen me fail oh. miserably at cooking. Um, Give us a fail. What did you do that was a fail? Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one thing you cannot, like, you just have tried, but you just are not satisfied? Is there any type of food that you just... No, because I'm, no. not, I'm not a quitter. Okay. Um, let's see. What is the easiest thing you think for people like Candace and I to make? Mm-hmm. The easiest? It, it legit, it's everything. Nothing is difficult. Just have patience, Lisa. Right? Because, well, because see, the thing, the thing, like I said, the thing about cooking is mm-hmm. it's patience, but it all, it's, there's also a want. So, mm-hmm. and you think about a recipe, right? I, I tell people a recipe is just a template. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's directions to get you to where you're supposed to be. So it's like, okay, this is how you start. This is your end point. Everything in the middle, yeah, you could do it this way. It's like directions driving somewhere. Yeah. If you make a wrong turn or if you kind of keep straight when you're supposed to go left, what is what? What does Siri tell you? Re, rerouting. So right. you just reroute. Okay, cool. So if you don't like that you're supposed to turn left on whatever road and you want to go straight because you know you can still get there, that's what you do. So if you don't like garlic and you want to put more onion or you want to put more something else in it, you do that. But unless you're gonna you know make a recipe true to form, doesn't matter. Okay. All right. You've inspired me. I mm-hmm. might cook tonight. <laughs> I might. If there's one person that you want to cook for, who would it be? Oh. Anybody, anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. This is this is. If I could cook, like, does that? Did they have to be famous? It doesn't no. have to be famous. Okay, so legitimately, just because this person has never gotten to taste my food, I would. If if my grandmother could be alive, mm-hmm. wow, that's the person, mm-hmm. hands down. Good answer. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's one. That was a great. You almost got me to cry a little bit. Oh, oh. We don't. We don't want that. No, no, no. <laughs> That was, no was not expecting that, but that would, that would be the person simply because it would it would mean a lot to hear her opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think I'd know her face. Oh uh, yeah, I think so too. I think <laughs> yeah. she would be very, very, very proud yeah. of everything you've done. Yeah, and continue to do. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining yes, us ma'am. on Florida thank Foodie. You, this you. was fun. This was delicious. Check him out. He's amazing. <laughs> I mean, the moral of the story here at the end of the day, your wife was right. <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to say that. I'll agree with you, but I'm not going to say it. No. Good answer. Good my, answer. my wife is right a lot of the time. Yeah. So far as it was fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right. Dig in. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Savaris Allen. You can find his business, Kitchen Savior, on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can find Candace Campos on social media as well. She's on Twitter. Just search at Candace News 6 and on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley, our post-production audio engineer, Chris Flora, and our directors, Rich Burns and Bob Myers. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts on clickorlando.com and on YouTube. Just search for Florida Foodie.